Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Leisure, aka Brian Krogsgaard, here with Luke Martin and Don Alt. Happy to be here with you to talk markets today. Before we get to the show, this episode is brought to you by Blockfolio. Go to weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio. Check it out today. You can trade directly on Blockfolio, swap from one asset to the other, and it is a fantastic experience. Uh, works super well. Powered by FTX. We're happy to have them as a partner for Weekly Open. Try it today. Smooth mobile interface that you can rely on every single time. Luke, take it away. That's what you need in the morning, man. That's what you need to start your week. You need somewhere you can get your trades off. And uh, we, we were just saying, things don't look bad. You know, over the past week, over the past weekend, it's like the whole world was kind of selling off. You had stocks and everything. Everyone's wondering if they're going to open red and... We're kind of blessed this weekly open with uh, ETH, ETH moving <laughs> up a little bit. Candles. Bitcoin's yeah, Bitcoin's still at 50k, and you know it's it's not like we're ripping higher, but uh, I think there's going to be some trade opportunities this week for sure. Dom, what do you see? Uh, I I agree. I mean, it's kind of been the story that we've seen every market bounce, like you said. Uh, it's everything is correlated again. Um, the one thing that I'm watching is ETH PTC, and I can quickly share that. So we, we talked about this last week, this, this support that we made greener because we wanted to hold. And it did hold and it did bounce. So um, that needs to go a little bit higher and then, then I'll see some strength and I'll see, I, I want to get positioned if it can kind of break that box to the upside because that's the resistance. If you get rejected there, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be sad because then... Um, I don't think this would hold again. So this is do or die, I think. And uh, the dark green box, though, did the trick. <laughs> yeah, the dark green box. I mean, you guys made me, uh, and it's worked. So I should implement that in my trading from yeah. now on. Should we just move it up a notch, like uh, below that breakdown <laughs> candle from November, and say like, just, dark, yeah. I mean, we could make make it like that's right, that's right. I, let the magic, then, let the magic happen, man. <laughs> But then, if it does start closing back below it, that no, winter. Yeah, we don't want to curse the dark green box. Like it's, yeah, I don't. Want to yeah. pu- I don't want to push our luck there. Maybe we yeah, need to lighten, I think this this has to stay. This yeah. has to stay. Overall, but yeah, that's what we super, are right it was now. Super encouraging to see ETH actually be able to do something on a day where, uh, where Bitcoin was relatively flat. My hope going into the weekend actually was I hope Bitcoin just stays flat and lets other stuff sure. do something. Because, you know, we've been seeing the weakness of how those uh, weekend moves on Bitcoin, they, send, they tend to just revert either Sunday night or Monday morning yep. so that the legacy market can kind of get started fresh from where it ended on Friday. So I just don't trust anything Bitcoin on the weekends. But when ETH or alts do stuff, I, I feel like some of that can sustain, and I feel like we actually saw that today. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what I like to watch as well. It's uh, Bitcoin's gone through it for the past what three or four months. Is when there's good news. If the market is reacting positively, positively to that, even if it's not like ripping, it's like okay, that, that's a pretty good sign. Like ETH getting this news of Vitalik potentially helping scaling, and then you have this EIP kind of hype coming out that it could happen in July. It's like ETH actually respond. Look, ETH isn't going to 0.055. We're not at 2,500 5k ETH, but it responded right. At least it didn't keep falling. So it's. It's the first kind of good sign. Now we have to see if we can actually put a put a good week together, but who knows? Yeah. So 
I want to give you guys a test. Do you remember what your top watch last week was <laughs> so that we can review how how we did or like what was the uh, outcome from what we wanted to see happen last week and what we've actually got this week? Because I feel like we should introduce that kind of uh, prior what we're looking to keep for. It, yeah, yeah. Get, keep, keep us honest, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I still remember mine, I think. Yeah, I but mine was boring. Mine was Bitcoin. Um, what what was yours? I mean, we talked to a specific level, I guess, on Bitcoin. Oh yeah, I can share it. Do actually. it. Do it. So we talked about this um, resistance here. I think that was. I'm pretty certain that was that. So we had this uh, this green candle, right? Seven days ago. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, roughly. Yeah. So I wanted to see a close back above. Uh, now what happened? was that the SPX just, or like the traditional markets just sold off heavily. And that's something that um, is just going to ruin your Bitcoin TA basically all the time. I mean, it's just in my eyes anyway, and I know a bunch of people would disagree. When you get that uh, traditional market volatility, what you kind of start doing is you ignore necessarily, um, you don't have to, necessarily stick to the bitcoin ta that you've done you just kind of look for relative strength right so you see the the traditional markets are selling off you're looking for relative strength from bitcoin um against uh, the traditional market so what happened was sold off close back below the level um but i think that was mostly caused by the traditional uh, traditional market selling off and uh, now we've reclaimed it so uh, I wanted to kind of this this level to be maintained and then this level to be broken and both happened. Um, nice. Just took two tries on this one. Yeah. Don, Don, what are you looking at uh, this week as you have the Bitcoin chart up? You think if we get above 52, then we, then we can really start moving? Like that is kind of the last like hope for bears or for shorts right there. That's a big invalidation point if we start moving above there. Yeah, yeah I think we will just move above it. If nothing, if the tradition, traditional markets don't sell off heavily, I don't see a reason why we would. I think this was the real test. Yep. Uh, I mean, this level has been tested a bunch of times. I wouldn't want to bet on it. Uh, so it's more in, in the, I mean, the bulls in my mind have already won. And if they lose, like the only way that they can lose is actually losing the support again. Sure. Um, so for me, I think this is probably just going to go up. I wouldn't want to bet on 52. Um, so yeah, I think sure. it's going to go up. So you'd be looking for a mid time frame entry uh, if you were if you were seeking like some kind of additional leverage. Yeah, trade. this 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 has been a nice retest today of daily support. So that's already enough, and uh, then would target higher. And if that starts failing again, which I mean is possible, right? But even if it does start failing again, I just expect it to chop at this point. The only real, like if, you, if you'd expect it to go down in general, just after this, because what we've done is basically we've only moved up, then we've broken down and the bears couldn't even manage to kind of get a second leg in. It's just been consolidating. It's been consolidating too long in my eyes uh, to kind of warrant a big, big drop. Just based on the fact, I mean, trend. I mean, it could happen. Obviously, anything sure. can happen, but I don't think it should happen. Just based on the fact that trend's been strong, and as long as the tra traditional markets don't completely go and uh, shit the bed, I don't think there's a good reason yeah. to expect us to shit the bed. 
You know, it's been nice too, at least from the charting perspective, the, the sign of strength that we haven't retraced that Elon candle on like the yeah. middle of your screen right there, which was, that wasn't the day he bought. That was the day it was announced he bought. But whenever you have a breakout like that, it's like the 20K breakout. Like we never went back and retested 20K because buyers wanted to step in. Like every single dip got bought back up. And even if that isn't happening as violently yet, it's like, that's a pretty damn good sign that we didn't just sell back into that. Like someone's stepping in. Um, so I don't know. I like to see it. Yeah, yeah Don, I'll pick up mine. Uh, what I was, at least what I think I was watching. I challenged you guys, but now I don't remember if what I'm actually about to show you is <laughs> what mine was or not. Um, I, I think I know yours still. Yeah, yeah it was the was DeFi, it. DeFi strength and two things that I specifically look for. Uh, and what's interesting about Ave, which I said I was going to use as my stand-in, um, it achieved one but not the other. So it got the 20-day reclaim, but it didn't get the horizontal. The key horizontal on Ave is 420 in my 420. mind. Um, so, it, but it, it flipped the uh, you know this fast trend uh, moving average on the 20-day. So Ave is kind of not quite there. But what was interesting was, and I shifted a lot of my exposure is uni definitely did everything I wanted and more. Um, and maybe what was a big part of this was you, man, I mean, look, this looks like a great entry right here. Um, yeah. So uni on the daily caught an all-time high and now is on a perfect BTC relative all-time high. Uh, so I love this. I love this look. So I feel like... It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, blue chip DeFi is showing some strength alongside Ethereum. Like Ethereum is not just totally stealing it. And then the 20 day flip happened on just about every asset that I watch, like Ethereum and uh, Bitcoin, uh, Aave, all the ones that were kind of in that underneath zone, they've shown me enough. And now I can do some rotation trades if I want. Uh, so I generally think what I was hoping to happen did happen. Uh, Aave wasn't the strongest in the bunch though, because Uni kind of stole the show this weekend. Yeah. Does that any move? Does that make you want to uh, like people have kind of been trading like the sushi sushi to, uh, uni uh, parody? Yeah, I I don't fully understand whether or not sushi could reach that. I, I, like I've seen positive things about how closely they work with Wi-Fi and and how they're kind of you know also migrating with Solana potentially. But it's like, do you think sushi is is kind of a catch up trade to always play whenever whenever uni pops? I, I basically feel like if uh, sushi moves first, uni will probably follow to some degree. If uni fo- goes first, okay. sushi will probably follow to some degree. And uh, yeah, I think I think the price action for me, I I, I like out of all those DeFi blue chips, I like uh, uni sushi and Ave the most in terms of getting kind of a clean picture. Um, and I think there's probably a, several reasons in that, but a big part of it is like their legitimate use cases. Everyone's using those products and their emission schedules aren't like totally difficult to comprehend. Like curve could kind of fit in that landscape, but I have a, I I have a fear of trading curve because their emission schedules are totally confusing to me. And like, you can wrap it 10 different ways. I feel like, (laughs) you know, like all their pools and stuff. And uh, so yeah, those three are the ones that I like to play the rotation trade on. So I actually did that. I switched half my uni position after a 20-something percent day, just tossed it in Ave, hoping it might, might track, and hasn't yet. But, you know, they're basically at the same level, and I feel like there's some upside potential there on Ave if it hits that 420 flip. Yeah, the yeah. sushi the sushi uni relationship is super interesting. Yeah, and sushi, I, I did a, a, some, a chart stream. Sushi looks quite good on both the BTC and USD pair right now. 
I can pull, yeah. I can pull those up real quick. Um, so that's, I mean, ETH is obviously giving the avenue for strength here. And one component will be, you know, can ETH steal the show? Uh, but, you know, Sushi's on, uh, that's, it uh, looks like an arbitrary line, but I, it's there for some reason. I can't remember what. Um, but like the BTC pair is consolidating pretty nicely on Sushi. So th- can it follow uni and go back to the, go to its prior all-time highs from DeFi, the end of DeFi summer? That's kind of an interesting trade. Um, it looks that like not, yeah. maybe destined to just get stopped out. I don't know. Pretty <laughs> tight, yeah. Yeah, uh, but but worth watching. The stop is just kind of a relative basis, but I think the upside is people will just be putting a magnet on this all-time high daily close back here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one that I really wanted to watch. And then I mentioned Curve. I, this is not got the 20-day flip yet, but it's something I want to watch. What I find interesting is when you can get some of these laggards, if they make these trend flips, like they find some kind of relative bottom. Um, I do think curve is interesting. I just feel like if it makes this flip, I am assuming Sushi and Ave and some of those will probably just go faster. You know, that tends to happen on these. Like the laggards lag for a reason. Yeah. yeah, I mean the lag has been been kind of the bad trade. Um, in in DeFi, it's been okay, but like if you kind of look at all the lagger trades on on the on the other coins, it's just been not oh. happening, right? Yeah. yeah. Bagswell in the chat says there's some kind of sushi announcement Wednesday and a release on Friday. There um, we go. So maybe there's some stuff there. I think Uni 3.0 is imminent, and that's starting to be priced in. One of the reasons that I started watching that is I think it was Hasaka. Somebody was talking about how the a lot of wallet activity with whales and investors was occurring with Uni, which could have signaled either some unlocks or potentially preparing for 3.0 or who knows what. But it got me yep. interested enough to take that position. And I went quite heavy on that in terms of like spot weightage. I don't know if weightage is a word. I don't know if it is, but we we should start using it's that Monday. each week. Give it a it's, it's Monday, so you know. No, we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah there should be a weighted se- a weighted segment. <laughs> What's your guys' weightage this week? <laughs> oh man, uh, what the hell was I looking at last week? We were looking at. Uh, I was more just looking at the general narrative ETH. Don, can you pull that chart up uh, by chance? Uh, the ETH BTC one again. Yeah, ETH BTC. Yes, and this one's Maybe. like, man, it's so funny, like. You could be right on ETH, and it's still going to be the most boring chart. Like we haven't seen uh, a scenario where ETH steals like the show. Moved. Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't seen <laughs> haven't seen ETH steal the show in so long. Like beginning of 2021 for sure. Um, and like quiet. Like I was felt way better about the ETH trade way back in October, November. That was when I was like proudly like, yes, very overweight ETH. Now ever since for like the past month or two, it's like, fuck, am I really still overweight ETH? Um, so I don't know. It's positive to see some of that news come out and ETH reacting well, but it's like this trade still has barely even started. Like you have to see this above 0.038. I think 0.055 is inevitable, but um, it's starting to feel like one of those things is if everyone thinks it's inevitable, is it actually going to happen? I still think it does. The inevitable magnet that never never clicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I still think it does. I, I just, it's one of those narratives. It's like uh, the ETH, what two, whatever 2.0, 3.0 they were always going to come out with that always turned into just, just a trading opportunity. It's like EIP, I think, is actually going to happen. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to have no, someone to show on it's, this uh, week. It's like, I think it was voted in to be included in the summer release, the 1559 it's, thing. 
it's voted, but like, how do we make sure that summer release happens? Because I feel like every summer that I've been in crypto, <laughs> we get a, we get a new ETH, and it, we never see the new ETH. But I've I've heard about it, um, so I don't know, man. Like, I think that actually could be the catalyst. We'll see if uh, if do we you, trade into do it. Do y'all think 0.055 has uh, Bitcoin 6K potential? Like everybody looks like it at it like this target magnet, and then instead of stopping there, it just blows right through it. Is that good? Is that just Ethopium? No, I, I think that's that's possible. I mean, if it does break 0.038, right? That's like the high time frame resistance in my eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd be surprised if it didn't. I mean, I could see it go way past that. I could see it. I mean, it, well. it, it, it starts getting ridiculous in comparison to Bitcoin when it gets that high again. Right, yeah. Um, but then again, like maybe that happens at the top of the cycle. Maybe that happens... I mean, I could still see it happen, right? We have XRP last cycle at like above Bitcoin valuation, basically. So, I mean, it could easily happen, I think, um, if it does finally start breaking out. It's not done so yet, though. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not going to be an exciting trade. So we'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah. I have a while to wait. I think part of it is like, you know, when we talk about Ethereum now, we don't even really lump it in with altcoins anymore. And I think that makes the ETH BTC relative moves a little bit harder because they, I feel like ETH and BTC are just treated as majors now. You know, like ETH is kind of definitely escalated in terms of where it sits on the totem pole. And that's good and bad. Like it probably has better relative strength um, versus what other altcoins will do. But it also you know, it's going to be difficult to outperform because I feel like BTC and ETH can both now run together, dump together, whatever. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that's, it seems like a blessing and a curse, my bad, uh, Don, one of the things that seems like uh, a blessing and a curse is the DeFi has obviously been a very positive narrative for ETH. I think it helped the run, you know, six months ago, but now it's like, I think people look at altcoins and they say, okay, if Ave and Sushi and, you know, Uni and Link can run 30% in a week, like is ETH really going to, like ETH running 30% in a week is like a historic week for ETH. And so when people are looking for upside, they're looking at the altcoin uh, versus- Yeah, um, constant outflow to DeFi. Yeah, it's like it's like why bid ETH when it, it just catches a way slower rise? What were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's pretty much the same thing, basically. I mean, when you, it's always the problem with the each BTC chart or with any BTC chart for you that's approaching the highest that it said previously, right? You're like, okay, this is so bullish, it's trending up. Um, so it could easily, like, you just look at the chart and you're like, okay, this could easily break the highest and just go, right? But then you have to realize that at some point, the higher it goes, it actually surpasses Bitcoin's uh, market cap, which I don't know how you guys think about it, but for me, that's always a hard cap where it's, at least yeah. like not in the next few years, never going to go above. So you have it capped, right? And then you have the other old coins that can go much, much higher and not even get close. So you have that upside on the other old coins, but you have this as much more stable, I think. Yeah, I don't think the uh, flipping of ETH and Bitcoin is really something that's something to worry about. Uh, and if it is, if it ever does happen... We're very, very close to the whole market bull market ending. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't buy it. But that's uh, let's say currently that's almost a four x is what you'd have to do, or over a four x that you'd have to do to do that. So 
that's quite yeah, there's still some room. Yeah. yeah. So you could go to. But like, then again, there's more Eve now than there was, right? Yeah, there's the emission schedule throughout that process. So I don't know, like point one, point one two, maybe somewhere the flipping's yeah. above point one. Um, yeah. Okay, got some room then. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that much, though. Really, like if you're thinking about it, sorry. Uh, if uh, you're thinking about it, like it's not that much. To get like the flipping really talk close. will be really high over like 5k, and then it'll be just pounding at like 8k, you know, uh, USD. Yeah, wow, that's that's high numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't even complain then, I'll, I'll just sell happily. AK. I'll look at uh, fees.wtf and cry like on a daily basis, is what I'll do. Uh, don't open that. Don't open that site later. <laughs> just don't, <laughs> it's don't too do late, it. man. I've done it. It's bad. Just don't do it. It hurts. It feels feels bad. Don't like it at all. Um, what there, kind of? Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. There's one other thing I was going to note, which was that the other time I remember, like when that you know people rush to DeFi instead of ETH, when that stops becoming true. The only two days I remember that happening was when it broke the all time high right here. Uh, you know, two big candles. If I recall correctly, I think there was quite a bit of DeFi outflow back into ETH. People thinking, "Wow, we're just going to go to 3K right now." Yeah. Uh, and then it went back to DeFi during the the stairs up. So, I do think money can flow into ETH if the trade becomes obvious. Like that was all time high break that 1375, um, and then it became less obvious. You know, and the catch up trade started to happen instead. So if we get a big thrust, then I think uh, DeFi could hurt at the same time ETH goes up. And that'll probably be very, very much along whenever the, uh, you know, the 1559 stuff kicks in. And I mean, that's going to be a huge, that is a true fundamental shift along the lines of the happening. And, you know, there's always is the happening priced in type of narrative. And then, you know, you see, Bitcoin pump like crazy once that you actually see, you know, the emissions lower, but the demand for the coins increase. It's just a, that's a fundamental thing. It has nothing to do with anything else. I think this will be the same. If uh, Grayscale and others are hoovering up Ethereum and then we start burning a crap load of Ethereum every single block, um, I think it'll be extraordinarily bullish for Ethereum and we will get this like large run in Ethereum mm-hmm. and it could include outflows from, from DeFi. Um, but we'll see it the most. We'll see, we'll see it the most as we start getting like a big pulse up, you know, like a a significant candle. And until then I feel like it will be difficult for Ethereum to be the pusher because people will constantly say, well, I want to, I want more, you know, from, you know, the DeFi landscape. Bitcoin ran into the same thing in 2017. It's been interesting that it's because people aren't trading those Bitcoin pairs anymore. Like it's not really happening with Bitcoin anymore, but we're seeing the same concept take place with Ethereum this cycle. Right. Uh, I was going to ask you guys on the other side of the market, which is uh, some would say is like in a 2017 ICO hype frenzy at the NFT side. I was going to see if uh, if there was any craziness that you guys were tracking this past week or any NFT purchases you made. I saw uh, Kobe and and uh, who was it Path last night. They were unboxing some waifus, which were like this new NFT, which They're instead terrible. of a crypto punk, it's it's like uh, an anime wife. Where are you guys at now? Are you, are you guys I, buying I, NFTs in the past week, Don Ledger? You guys uh, still see the way? 
No, I, I'm personally not like in all these kind of, for me, it's kind of just people are trying to make a bunch of money out of nothing, basically. Uh, I mean, there's some cool stuff around and I definitely agree that there's value there, but it's just like right now it's super crazy. I mean, have you seen the Taco Bell NFT stuff <laughs> yeah, that, that came morning. out earlier? Like what? <laughs> there was a tweet this morning Wait, about a Taco Bell NFT. Actually? Yeah. Yes. A real one. Yeah. Yes. There I have oh, they Let's tweeted go. something about it. Um, I yes. was very surprised. I went and looked at my like normally Twitter stuff. Um, I saw two or three NFT mentions plus a couple other crypto mentions and one person that had even made an NFT. Uh, granted, they're an actual like artistic person and their NFT was one of the cooler ones I've seen. But uh, that made me a little nervous. Like I feel like the um, there is some real hype around NFTs that is going mainstream top shots is a huge part of that. Uh, I'm very bullish on NFT infrastructure though. So I, I separate it from, I think waifus are real dumb. Um, I actually just sold the last of my hash masks. So, um, I'm fully out of hash masks now. I never got into punks, but I feel like the valuations for some of the NFT based art are quite high but I actually feel like the token standards around NFTs are going to drive a lot of uh, XYZ on the blockchain type of innovation. So, I, I interviewed Piers Kicks on, on my Leisure Cash show, and he does a good job of describing some of that. Um, so what are, what are like the best, uh, like people describe uh, playing, being able to buy the infrastructure, right? Like yeah. the infrastructure, the tokens that would represent the platforms. Like what is the best uh nft player like what are, what are a couple of them i know enj is one engine you have yeah so there's um, the platform side of things where people are yep. like doing um scaling for nfts so whether it's engine or matic um yep. or i mean bsc could even be kind of qualified for that just places where people yeah. can, that's more of a cash grab but like <laughs> people you know places where marketplaces sure. can exist without being, uh, you know, tied to ETH fees because you can't, one of the things that'll be really cool is when you can start doing NFTs for like a dollar and it's a level up inside of a game, you know, with these microtransactions that can be better supported on either layer two or other stuff. Um, Immutable is going to be an ETH layer two version of scalability and a huge backing. God's Unchained, God's Unchained is on that. Um, And then, the other infrastructure type stuff beyond marketplaces or ecosystem or, you know, like NFT platforms would be tooling. So there's like NFT Fi, which is like the pawn shop for NFTs. So somebody can, you know, essentially lend their NFTs or uh, unload oh, them. Um, and then like NFTX is pulling liquidity out of NFT. So you turn hash mm-hmm. masks into the mask token, that kind of thing there. Um, on that episode I did, there, I put tons of links to stuff that Piers talked about, and it's just like there's tons of stuff being built there, and I'm super bullish on that in the long term, uh, and I'm quite bearish on like the floor punk valuation right. of 40 ETH or whatever it is right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And those are the better ones, right? I mean, oh, the yeah, punk punks stuff. are great. Punks are great, but they're not 40 yeah. ETH for like the worst <laughs> punk. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. What we're seeing I, now that, is kind of working it, which is also interesting. Yeah, you have a bunch of punks actually showing up, right? I've been, like, I've gotten, gotten DMs in the last few days from Doge punks, 
from like I I mean a <laughs> bunch of punk. Is like those <laughs> punks? Those punks are cool. Like they they texted me too, and I uh, looked at theirs and like artistically, I actually find them interesting. Um, there's Do- did you agree getting getting your thing made? There's uh, I don't remember what I said. I get too many. Names. <laughs> there's D- Doge punks. There's uh, bastard punks, which I don't even know what those are about. There's uh, unofficial punks where people are doing them of like individuals. Like I think that's actually what's going to br- pull punks down is people will start doing these custom punk collections that then people like just as much as punks. And I, I don't I don't know how all it plays out. I'm not I'm not in the art world, but I feel like there's going to be some significant dilution. Chat, we're so sorry. Everyone watching this, Weekly Open had a little bit of an intermission. Uh, Blockfolio is working smooth. <laughs> Charts are running smooth. Zoom is not running smooth. So there you go. Monday. Wow. We're back, though. We're what back. were we talking we're about? We're talking uh, NFTs, man. It was the NFT market maker shut us down because we're not <laughs> as bullish on NFTs as everyone else. It's just lesson learned. We won't talk about NFTs next week. I was yeah. just about to say that was 100% DDoS by by someone in the NFT community. 100%. <laughs> it's, it's someone with a giant uh, punk. And we're over here talking about the floor should be lower. They cut us off right there. Yeah. I was going to say, we didn't even get to do our, our trade idea of the week. What are, you guys, uh, what are you guys looking at, though? Past NFTs, we still haven't bought. Shout out to everyone that has. Not hating on you, but uh, I still hey, don't see the hype. I've been in NFTs, but I've only done... Yeah, you've played some hash masks. I basically did hash masks. I made money on hash masks, but like I'm not yep. I'm not gonna bag hold hash masks, you know what I mean? Right. Um so I yeah. I'm not I'm very bullish on NFT infrastructure, like I said. But we can we can skip that and talk about what we're actually interested in in trading for the week. So we wanna do the idea of the week. Is that where we're going? I think so, man. I mean, I, I kind of rely on you guys. Don gives me the Bitcoin update. Or, uh, and uh, Brian, I feel like you, you're going to have an interesting idea this week on the DeFi side of things. So it'll help me get, get aligned with what I should be trading this week. What are you guys looking at? Yeah, I can, I can try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a host disabled participant screen sharing. Zoom, Zoom is just. <laughs> I'm so bearish. Zoom, can we can we show? I'm Zoom? incredibly bearish. Zoom, you're good to go now. Okay, I'm, we're switching providers next week. I'm shorting Zoom as well. I don't even play legacy markets, and I'm going to open my first short. All right, so here's my squiggle that did not happen. Uh, you can see something here, though. Wow. Yeah, this is a strong impulse from the dollar. Um, Wild stocks are going up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So this is obviously top watch to me. The 200 day moving average is in an interesting place. These are the, uh, f- like the top, you know, the bottom tick and then the daily close. One of these might also be the weekly close. Yeah. It's basically the weekly close low as well. Um, so this is, this is clearing a very important level to start the week on the Dixie. Um, I, I can't not watch this. Like I was a denier. I was a denier. I was a denier. If we get a weekly close here or above, like I, I don't know how I deny a potential move higher um, unless one of those, like that daily moving average sneaks in at 92.9. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure on, on the uh, potentially on the market. So uh, yeah. I, is this like just a squeeze on a very crowded trade? I don't know. Could be. It's yeah. uh you know, at the same time, 
today there's a uh, kick up on the GME crap again, AMC crap. Those are these are not good. You know, <laughs> like mm. that that caused problems in the market. The uh, Nasdaq rollover seems to be in quasi continuation mode, uh, and the the rates stuff. Like these are the big things to have watched and. You know they're still <laughs> they're still pretty dangerous. Like it's uh, yeah. So I have to watch that because I think it's whether we want to want it to or not. Like it could be it could be a, a it could cause problems on our Bitcoin continuation that we want. If all those things normalize, I'm very bullish on uh, Bitcoin and even more bullish on Ethereum. But I'm gonna keep an eye on uh, making sure Legacy doesn't screw us over this week uh, with. The key being the dollar. If it keeps going up, 92.9 is my line in the sand. I'll go ahead and say that. So I'm watching 92.9 on the Dixie. And if it goes above, what do you do? Feel sad, make trade. (laughs) 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 You know, Don, you're bringing a good point here where I need to uh, figure out how am I going to actually make adjustments in my portfolio if, you know, the dollar rips. This is so. This is where I get in trouble because my technicals and my fundamentals start to become uh, divergent, right? Yeah. I'm not bullish on the dollar, but like, how do I make trade adjustments in case the dollar rips? Right. Yeah. I mean, even the monthly, I can share this real quick. I've been, I mean, I don't, I'm not really into the traditional markets too much, but I mean, if we reclaim that green level here, I mean, that looks pretty damn good to me. Um, that looks like any kind of, I mean, even if you compare it to any kind of bottom in, in Bitcoin, really, uh, that's just the kind of structure that you want to have, right? And uh, could easily go all the way yeah. to resistance up here, which would be funny because that's the diagonal and the horizontal resistance. So, I mean, if that happens next month, I would, would align pretty well. Look at that, uh, that 20, 2008 and 2011 Dixie bottom. Uh, very similar okay. in structure. Very similar. Yeah. 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 That. This yeah. One. That. Where do you guys think th- that double that's bottom? Scary, yeah. It could end up being the type of thing where, what if we just range between ninety-two and ninety-five for years? What does that mean for crypto? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe we just go sideways for a year or two or three. I mean, that'd be it, interesting, it right? Would Imagine be. that. It's an. It's certainly interesting from a. What you know? What does that mean? Perspective, and it's worth it's worth noting. The Dixie is a relative basis uh, asset. It's the dollar versus everybody else, and I'm not particularly bearish the dollar versus everywhere else. I'm just bearish the dollar <laughs> versus itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I do actually think there's a bullish case for Bitcoin, but there's some stresses that these things could put on the market during right. certain periods of time. Right. I mean, I, I can't agree more on that one. I mean, it's just, in general, I think Bitcoin cares more about the dollar than about anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something yeah, we've ma- seen. Yeah, the macro lines up so beautifully. March 2020, January 2018, even the back in like the 2016 beginning of the, that, that bull run, I think it was January 20, 2016 on there. Like Those were key reversals in the Dixie that align with bull markets and Bitcoin. And it actually, I think you can go maybe back to 2014. It's like, it's a nice correlation that you have to watch. Um, And for the dollar to be doing this, like 
the stimulus just passed the house or the Senate yesterday. Uh, so yep. the U S just passed like massive spending legislation. Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of see your point that you made earlier about it being a crowded trade. Um, it's been a crowded trade for a long time now. So maybe it's just a squeeze, but I mean, if it closes the monthly, like it, like it looks right now, I, I couldn't be anything but bullish for at least a month or two or three. Right. Yeah. But it's March 8th. So there's quite a ways to and, go. And that means like likely having to be cautious in Bitcoin, right? And elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Continued yeah. chop, you know, no screaming to 200 K type stuff yet. Um, yeah. My mindset has always been when we make new lows, that's when we push to six figure Bitcoin. Like when the Dixie makes new lows. Um, I feel like we could have some sustained chop if we don't, if we don't see dollar weakness. Yeah, I mean, we've, we started with that anyway. I can actually share again um, with, with regards to Bitcoin. I mean, we've, we've been kind of chopping for the last few, few weeks. So, I mean, maybe we just keep on chopping in here. Um, as I said earlier, that what I'm watching this week is basically how this is going to play out. I mean, it's a range right now, and you can kind of see how, how neat today has played out. I love when it does this, where it's dipping into support and then ripping into resistance, and you just get a nice 5% trade out of that. Um, in general, I like my, my overarching bias has to be bullish as long as we hold this. Um, if we lose it, I mean, then... Uh, I would expect that to be based on basically um, the traditional markets like like we also talked about. And then with ETH, I mean, same story as pretty much last week. I hate that ETH is moving so slowly that you can just talk about it month after month and nothing changes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the like, levels are like, the same. <laughs> yeah, it, you're like, oh, this just has to move like 10% and then we're good, right? And then it takes like, five months and it doesn't do anything after like this this has me properly frustrated this is pretty pretty sad like this breakout into break back down again um but yeah it's it's only 10 percent. that's nothing in all coin world right till yeah. it kind of clears resistances yeah it can happen in half a day yeah but it's just not which is uh frustrating but i still want to see that if that happens i mean maybe it happens this week if it does um that i think that's going to be a good play on eve um and I'm not entirely sure if I want to be like trading, trading too much old coins when we're right at that resistance. But then again, like the DeFi stuff's been a little bit decorrelated. Anything like everything else hasn't. I mean, you can look at the the old coins, right? Litecoin has done really, really poorly. Um, Bitcoin Cash. I mean, I, I haven't even checked Bitcoin Cash, but yeah, I suspect that, um, that was the case. Like against Bitcoin, all of these have done really, really poorly. Um, so I want to see Eve kind of manage to break resistances so I can kind of get um, into the old coins again. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, so this one's actually a little bit different than, uh, than something I would normally share. Uh, Don, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull up a chart, but like on CoinGecko, oh. there's this coin called Saffron Finance. I don't know if it'll be on TradingView. Saffron, probably not. But uh, S-A-F-F-R-O-N. Is this an altcoin shill? This is an altcoin oh, shill. Not, necess- not necessarily a shill, but I think this is really interesting. And nope, I, don't have, I don't have a bag yet. I didn't get my entry the other week, but today's news that just came out, I'm kind of curious that the market is reacting, maybe not enough. I'm just going to draw a parallel. So Saffron, I saw this come across my timeline, like what, like a month ago? Um, and it's basically- Saffron Finance? Yeah. Sorry. Saffron yeah. Finance, yeah, right there. 
And basically they are trying to do like tranches. Uh, so kind of packaging together different yield farming opportunities, uh, assuming that, you know, if you're an institutional investor or a large investor, you don't want to try to yield farm. What was that last one that just came out? Big data protocol. You don't want to be yield farming individual pools, individual contracts. There's a lot of risk. So you can package them up in the same way that traditional finance does. And when I saw that like a month ago, I was like, man, that idea is amazing, but it just ripped. It took off without me. And now they just had some news come out where like Coinbase, uh, CMS, Multicoin, all these people are, are investing. So it looks like it's getting that traction. It just reminds me so much of like Nexus Mutual. And this was what, three or six months ago, it was this insurance DeFi protocol that came out. And it was the first one where it was like, all right, this is a protocol that's going to help insure these things. This to me is like one of the first movers in a new kind of DeFi vertical of packaging together all this risk and yield that people are chasing. Um, and I just think... I think it could. Uh, I think it could move up. I, I don't have a technical trade on it. There's no chart or anything really for me to like. You know, do this on this on Uniswap still. So it's still on decentralized exchanges, rather big. So I can talk about it. I'm not going to move the market. Right, it's already 150 million cap or something. But I think that this could have a very similar trajectory to um, to Nexus and the fact that look, it's the category move. It's like Link being the Oracle. If you think about Oracles in DeFi, you think about Link. If you think about you know, insurance in, in DeFi, you think about Nexus Mutual. If you think about tranches and kind of packaging up all these yield opportunities, I think Saffron could be that player in Coinbase uh, investing today. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying, something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, interesting I'm, one. I'm mad. Someone shilled this to me that I trust them uh, January 30th, $660. And I yeah. thought it I thought it moved too much. Uh so obviously that would have been a pretty good play considering oh, yeah. um a lot of the stuff that I was in had already moved by the end of January and my rotation wasn't like hasn't been perfect on DeFi stuff because people are really they're really wanting the next thing rather than the same thing that went before, which is kind exactly. of a classic altcoin move. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I looked at it. I think it was 1300 to 1500. It was that first spike kind of like in February. And I was like, oh, I just want this thing to come down, come back below one grand. I don't know if that happens. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, But but I think it's really interesting. Whenever you see like a new project kind of enter a new space where it doesn't have to really compete with other things, it's like, you know, does it gain traction is always the first thing you want to ask. And it looks like this thing has. So could be a good opportunity, something to uh, dive into for anyone interested in new DeFi plays this week. Yeah, a lot of people get annoyed when you like can't chart something easily, but it tends to be an advantage um, if you can right. figure out a way to analyze it. It's price action where other people cannot uh, tends to be good for you. Yeah, I mean it's basically just being early, right? Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. the moment you can chart it, uh, you're probably yeah. late your ed- on the fundamental edge, side of things. Yeah, your edge starts to go away. Um, yeah. And there are places yeah. where you can chart this, but not some of the ones where I normally would, which I find strange. Like it doesn't seem like it's got a typical Uniswap. Uh, I know. Pool. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it seems strange to me when I was looking it up, which is partly why I passed on it, which was stupid. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my, I was like, I kind of can't tell if this is like a really good idea, but I don't know if they're going to execute. And now the the thing that kind of tipped it off for me was two hours ago that announcement and it hasn't gotten that much attention. Like obviously the coins up today, but DeFi coins do that every day. Um, <laughs> but this, but this seemed like a pretty fucking big announcement. I mean, you have Coinbase investing, so I don't know some to watch. I don't uh, re- I really look at new DeFi plays. So this one uh, was interesting enough to share. Yeah. That, uh, that one, what was the one you mentioned? The big data thing that looks so obviously stupid to me, but the yields on it were insane. <laughs> 
and everybody yeah. acted like it was a secret. They were like, "There's this coin out there." And it's like everybody knows what this is. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally six billion <laughs> locked up or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin's son moved like one point six billion dollars to it, and probably yeah. was who dumped yeah. it all over people. So, yeah. I mean, pretty much everyone got in, right? Alameda got in as well, right? Yeah, all the, big, all the big players hopped in there. Um, yep. I did not. I didn't do anything. I, I did not. Ask. Yeah. The only trade I, I made this on weekend something. was on uh, Uniswap. So I'm I'm okay with it. But I I got to figure out what the move is this week, especially like with my thing to watch being the the Dixie, and that's telling me to like be cautious. But I don't want to be cautious. I want to ape into something and have fun, you know. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in hides with yeah. myself. Um, yeah. uh, we'll see though. Could be a fun week. We'll see. Dixie might ruin it, but uh, but I still think things look pretty damn good. Yeah, we At got somebody weekly. saying uh, what's going to happen to BTC. If you weren't here for the first part, we talked about kind of the fact that we <laughs> think it's going to go sideways, um, but that it cleared the base basic level. So as a recap, we did have two uh, two versions of the stream here. So uh, Luke's, yep. Luke's going to pull these together. We're going to yep. get ourselves together. We're going to short Zoom this week. Uh, that's probably the winning trade of the week, right? That will be the winning trade. Just buy some uh, out-of-the-money puts on Zoom. That's what I'll do. I'm going to pull up my you know, trading app here, and then off we go. Um, oh, you can actually trade on FTX, too. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can trade Zoom on FTX. I didn't even think about that. Uh, or at least some people can. I can't as an American. But Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they, uh, they limit their product. They're on the FTX side. You have to use FTX US. But Blockfolio has a very similar product structure, whether you're international or US. And you can go to weeklyopen.com slash Blockfolio to do that. We're going to leave it there. We'll leave it there. And as uh, as Brian said, I'm going to be stitching these together. So if you're watching this stream, I'm going to put them all together. Zoom crushed us. We're shorting Zoom. Hope you guys have a good week. A lot of trades ahead. Peace out. We'll see you next Monday, 11 a.m. Later. Eastern. Good.